Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Well, actually, it's Wednesday, so you know what that means. It means we got an awesome episode of AEW Dynamite coming up tonight. It means we all watched NXT 2.0 last night, or if you didn't, you're tuned into the right show because we're going to let you know the important things that happened on NXT 2.0 last night. And it also means that SP3 is not here. It is Jeremy Bennett joining me, as he does, every Wednesday here on Believe in Pro Wrestling. Jeremy back and boozed up from monday night raw and good old corn husker country in nebraska how was that experience live and in person well it was uh, at least it wasn't a terrible raw so that was a a good thing there had a lot of fun (laughs) i I Uh, love how you i love how you put the bar so low well at least the show wasn't terrible and not a complete waste of my time where you got to go at wwe nowadays uh i i did a a very sweaty top story from 97 degree heat outside Mm. thank god i had a beer uh so that was helpful uh it, it was it's it's been warm here but uh the show was good perfect for uh roasted street corn yeah uh the, the show was good aj styles uh uh georgia bulldog in his own right kind of uh pimping the the corn huskers so that was kind of cool to see and uh i overall is a decent show some good matches a good main event so yeah a lot AJ, of fun. aj styles playing the uh I, I'm honestly surprised that the Miz didn't bounce back. Like, didn't as a sports guy, didn't immediately make some kind of jab about <laughs> Nebraska being irrelevant in the Big Ten. Like, I'm really surprised he didn't go there. Yeah, that I, was I, the easiest cheap pop, cheap. Oh yeah, night for sure. Is he like? I don't know if he's a big college fan. I know he's a big pro fan, but I don't know if he's as big of a college fan. So you may not know how I much, mean, how much we suck. Sport. He's a Cleveland sports fan, so he better have a college team because that's its only chance of rooting for an absolute winner. I mean, completely honest. Uh, We got a lot to dive into today. Carmelo Hayes retains his North American championship over Tony D. Some controversy in the main event last night in NXT. I don't know why I'm talking like that. Uh, Apollo Crews is uh, apparently early stages Batman now. We'll dive into that. Batman. Jordan. I'm Batman. Where is he? Anyway, uh, where is Jordan Devlin? Uh, he's on his way to NXT, sort of. Uh, we'll dive into that as well. Roxanne Perez teased cashing in her contract for a title match, but not necessarily for the NXT Women's Championship. Wow. Uh, Cameron Grimes getting a little bit of momentum as we head towards Great American Bash. Booker T said some stuff. Drove the internet crazy, so again, it must be Wednesday. Chris Jericho also said some stuff uh, that kind of drove the internet crazy. We got a lot to dive into today, so before we get into all of that, got to thank our friends over at Bet Online, the continued number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, developments, including this year's NHL Finals. Right now, 2-1 to one Avalanche. Jeremy, quick pop trivia question for you can you name me the last team to defeat the tampa bay lightning in a playoff series oh geez oh geez come on it's only a 60 second ad read pittsburgh eh. 
Uh, oh, those guys. Columbus those Blue guys. Jackets swept them. Four nothing, but that was back way before like the world ended and everything. Uh, they also got uh, we're talking <laughs> about that online and everything. We got Major League Baseball fighting news, even next season's early NFL futures. It's all there. Head on over to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe to get that bonus and get into the action. That is B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts and we will start where NXT 2.0 ended. Carmelo Hayes retains the North American Championship over Tony D. I thought this is one of Tony D's better matches in the ring, but it's the story outside of the ring that absolutely continues to sell this as Tony is just unable to get control of his family and that is led of course by Santos Escobar, who just does not want to play along, had the chance to slide the old brass knucks over there to, to the Don, to the boss, so he could knock out Carmelo and win the NXT uh, North American Championship. Oops. But just a little whoopsie-daisy slide over to the right allows Carmelo to grab uh, the knucks and knock out Tony D, much to his chagrin. And you just get that stare down between Santos and Tony to to end the night. You could see the frustration on on Santos's face all night long. Have you ever seen Adam's Family Values? Mm -hmm. Okay, you know when like Fester takes over the house because his girlfriend like kind of talks him into everything. And he's like the, the, the soul, or maybe it was the first one. Excuse me. Sorry. I, I think it was the first one that it was, uh, or Fester takes over the house as the older brother, the attorney sets up everything. And mm -hmm. then you have Gomez who's sitting in some apartment with some like blank stare on his face as he's sitting there in like a, a white, like white beater t-shirt and everything like that. That was the same kind of energy that was coming out of Santos Escobar like all damn night long. That was the exact look on his face as Gomez <laughs> Adams was when he got kicked out of his house. I don't know why that's the first thing that popped into my mind, but that's just what I saw. And he was just, you could tell there was some, some gears turning and some wheels turning, and he was definitely planning Tony D's demise. And uh, that's what ended up being the case last night. You know what I saw? I saw murder in his eyes because he's kind of probably <laughs> murder two dimes next week. Well, and, two dimes has got to get whacked, right? Like, yeah, it, two, it, 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 fably speaking, two oops, dimes has got to get whacked. Oops. Right? Oops. Uh, uh, somebody offed two dimes. Who could it be? Who done it? Maybe, look, I mean, maybe they can't actually say he got whacked, right? Like he's got to get kidnapped or something. Like it has to be overly implied that he could be a he could be a who done it. You could you could uh, get a, a skinny guy that kind of looks like him and and just show the backside. Hey, it could be Tony D. It could be very simple yeah. as you know Tony D. You know taking out his own guys for uh, you know not could be uh, a could be AJ on on top of the ball. Last could time. be AJ Galante. Maybe it was two dimes his fault that AJ got kidnapped. Who knows. We haven't seen AJ since he got kidnapped. We know he's alive, apparently, but uh, allegedly, yeah. So we may have to see uh, see what happens there. But yeah, it'll be interesting. How I mean, this is the best story that is going on in NXT right now. Uh, not really much for stories really going on on NXT right now. So this is the best thing they've got going, and uh, so it'll be interesting how creative they get. I'm sure with uh, the effort they put into the story so far that they'll probably think of something clever uh, to get to write off two dimes who, I don't know, uh, something happened, drugs or something. But uh, yeah, it, I, think it he, I think he, I believe wrestling observer said that he failed a drug test. I, 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 
I believe I read that. There's been that's the thing, man. There's been so much news that has come out of the last two weeks. You'd think something like that would generate bigger headlines than it actually did, and it was just kind of like a little little blip on the radar. I I do believe uh, that is what happened. I'll try to uh, confirm that before uh, we we move too further along into the show. Uh, but it does appear like Tony D is going to have to wait a little bit to, to win some gold. But man, this this feud between himself and Santos Escobar is going to come to a head uh, really soon here. And it's obvious that the war within the massive family is not quite uh, over oh, yet, whether okay. two times is there or not. Be a loser leaves town match. And that might be how uh, Legato gets called up. Dude, it needs to happen. Like, I, I feel like a majority of the time when, when we're talking about NXT, we're talking about who gets who gets you know uh called up next i feel like that's like such a crutch top topic for us on this program with oh well they need to be on the main roster or they need to be on the main roster and spoiler alert i'm probably going to bring up that same argument again on this show more than once but santos escobar man he does all the little things well and that's kind of what i was getting at earlier is his facial expressions he, he didn't have to do anything tonight. He told no. the entire story with his eyes. He is so good at doing the little things. He's great in the ring. This guy is a bona fide star if Vince McMahon wants him to be. that That's, that's always the thing, right? Like the, how many slam dunks have they missed? Just flat out clanged off the back of the iron, uh, whether it's because they wanted to or not. Uh, you know, it, I hope that there's big things ahead for him. But man, his the the clock has got to be running out on Santos and NXT, right? It has to be. Yeah, there's not much else that they could really do. Uh, I mean, unless they're going to have him beat Braun Breaker, but he was yeah. the first guy who got fed to Braun Breaker. Yeah, and uh, on top of that, he's lost. Uh, uh, um, he's lost a lot more than he's won, uh, especially when he was in that North American title picture. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, obviously he's a great talent known him all the way back to when he was King Cuerno at, at Lucha underground. Uh, so hopefully if, if he does get called up, at least hopefully they use that group, right? Don't break them up like Imperium thing. That's, that's going to be my biggest fear is they're going to break them up like Imperium, you know, and- uh, dude, honestly, I think I, I almost hate to say it because we've seen groups be brought up in the past and it has completely fizzled out. I look at insanity, look at, um, oh God, the brain fart. They got called hit row. Look at hit row. I mean, you know, <laughs> fired <laughs> dawn before they even got their feet underneath them, man. I, I almost think the, the best thing for Santos Escobar would be to just go up solo and just be his own self. Because I don't know how much they would they would put into Legato Del Fantasma as a group. I, I just... Bad things happen to groups that get called up from, from NXT. That's all. There was such a long run of them working with Wyatt family and The Shield. For example, you know, there was such a long run of them working yeah, the in the, the early shield days. wasn't a group in NXT. Oh, yeah, that's right. They weren't. They were actually they were, fighting they were, each other. <laughs> yeah, they were three dudes who were just tossed together. That that was yeah. that was way back before people even really kind of like paid, a t- <laughs> paid attention to what was going on in, in NXT. There were less people who knew who these people were now back then. You know what I'm saying? Uh, by the way, can confirm uh, Wrestling Observer says that uh, Troy two times Donovan. 
uh, did uh, fail a drug test. Um, and at the time, the acting uh, head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis, told him that if everything is clear, he should be able to apply for a job to return in about a year or so. You need, and- to, you need to step away from that white stuff, kid. It's not good for you. We don't know if it was the white stuff. We don't come know. Come back in a year. We don't I know. won't be here, but come back in a year. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk Johnny about. Ace, Johnny Ace might be doing the white stuff because he definitely uh, ain't going to be there. I uh, wish myself the person. best in my future endeavors. Sorry, kid. It was a it was a budget thing. Uh, one thing that I have no idea what the hell's going on um, is Apollo Cruz Batman. Now is he like early <laughs> stages Batman, just wandering the streets of uh, of Florida, just looking for a. Uh, some trouble and some uh, and a good time daydreaming about fight sequences before he's like yeah i got this no problem whatsoever let me just walk down this dark alley and just beat these dudes down like can can apollo cruz just be normal for a minute i feel like <laughs> apollo cruz just needs to be normal after the whole nigerian prince thing it reminds me of all those vignettes they did with ali uh, in the streets of chicago uh uh, ba- uh basing it off of his past experience of being a cop it kind of reminded me of that a little bit Was, wasn't that just him like yeah. what didn't he just put those together did yeah they run those on television i don't they know ran they them on it. tv yeah did they, they run them on tv i yeah, can't they ran them on he did a, he did a ton of stuff on his own and a lot of it didn't make it to tv so i can't yeah. keep track of he it. filmed all those himself but yeah they they made it on raw uh it was funny though like when he looked back at that guy he saved i thought he was gonna clock him <laughs> I was like, what's going on here well i love how he's daydreaming about saving this guy as this guy's getting his ass kicked and yeah. then he's like yeah i could be a hero and yeah. then he walks take out your time with that take your time with that pal i i have no idea what i I got nothing. Again, this is welcome to NXT hey. 2.0, Apollo. They're just going to throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. Hey, at least better than what he was doing on the main roster. So you are just coming in with the high bars today. All right. At least Raw wasn't terrible. And it's better than what they were having Apollo Crews do on the main roster. Yep. Guess what? Apollo Crews has been doing exactly zilch since the fans came back. Remember, he kind of like carried the pandemic there as far as like the mid-card feuds and everything like that he was prominently featured then the second the fans showed back up it was like okay off you go thanks for all your help back to back to yeah i don't don't, that's such weird timing oh i don't think it was coincidental at all yeah i don't (laughs) don't. that was so weird but i don't know this this looks like a real reality based gimmick not some nigerian king thing so you know i think this is probably going to suit him better if, in the if long this term. was a reality-based gimmick in today's world apollo cruz would be not walking down a dark alley unless <laughs> he was strapped that's yeah. all i'm saying yeah he's strapped with his journal good luck with that another day another name change jordan devlin is coming to nxt from nxt uk the former interim cruiserweight champion except it's not Jordan Devlin. He got himself a new sports car. He got himself a new name. He is now JD McDonough. Your react. Sounds like a sportscaster's name. Uh, hey everybody, Jamie JD McDonough here as the Red Sox take on the Angels today. And, and on the and call the- here on the call, JD McDonough is a uh, drive deep into left field, and Jordan Devlin's now JD McDonough. Your thoughts, good sir? 
what is uh what's the what's the deal with these guys in nxt that are just ex- completely rich right now uh old jd's got a penthouse and a fancy car you got giovanni vinci all his fancy stuff man everybody in nxt is rich i mean they're just handing out grimes? contracts left and right right cameron grimes is rich uh you know so it's insane excited though uh, uh devlin is a very good talent uh if you did not see uh you know if you did not see his short feud with finn balor uh on nxt uh you know and you don't watch uk uh, a very talented guy so uh much like uh uh much like uh some of the uk guys that have come over recently it's going to be a great addition to the roster and uh looking forward to seeing uh uh, the old uh the old play-by-play guy jd mcdonough jd mcdonough Uh, wasn't he the uh, broadcast partner of uh... man? I'm having a hard time coming up with names. Brockmire. Wasn't he the old uh, broadcast partner for uh, Jim Brockmire? He might've been. He AD might've McDonough. Been. I was like called the bullpen brought to you by old style. <laughs> well, damn. What was the jelly company? Anyway, never mind. Oh, gosh, <laughs> It's late at night. I'm having a hard time thinking of stuff. I do like Jordan Devlin as a talent. Uh, I don't think the name change is going to bother me too much. This one isn't that bad uh, as far as uh, name changes. Again, high bar. still Irish, uh, at least. (laughs) High bar uh, being the theme of the show today. Uh, J.D. McDonough is not terrible. I think, you know, hell, even some of the bad ones I've kind of gotten used to by now, and I think that's WWE's long run. It's their end game. You get used to them. We all got used to Kevin Owens eventually. We got used to... We got used to Finn Balor. We got used to Sami Zayn. So right, yeah, but that's when those guys came over to to WWE. It wasn't that yeah, WWE um, established these people as characters, as champions, got the, the hardcore fans invested, and were like, "Hey, boom! Here's Katana Chance." Yeah, it took hey, me. Hey, boom! It's, here's Alba Fire. Took me hey. a good month to figure out those damn names. Hey, here's Eli Drake. No, I'm sorry, L.A. Knight. No, I'm sorry, Max Dupree. Dupree. Who, who who we keep pushing back week after week come on come on dude they have no clue what they're doing no you no. know they have no earthly this is rowan and the spider all over again oh it's, god hey, we, ba- we barely <laughs> have a concept we uh, barely yeah. have a concept so we're just going to keep trotting them out there until we figure this out and then you know after all the rewrites and everything it gets to be about 6 30 you know before <laughs> showtime and they go oh hey what are, what are we doing with maximum male models tonight I have no clue. Let's just kick that can down the road. Let's just kick it down the road. Two weeks ago now, we were supposed to find out who his client was or clients. Yeah, I, I bet you that may, I bet you that's changed. Reasons. I bet you that's changed like 15 times over the past three weeks. Uh, Dude, who's going to be gonna in this? End up being Mace and Monsoor. Yeah. That's who it's going to end up being when they should be on the horn right now with Cesaro, offering him a fat contract and a and a and pretty deadly. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. That group needs an anchor. They need somebody that the crowd will Cesaro would be seriously. Great. Cesaro would be a fantastic anchor for that group. Obviously, looks like a million dollars in a suit. Obviously, is one of the, world, the foremost world class competitors when it comes to actual in ring competition. I, I just don't see how Mansoor. I, I I could see, I could see, uh, oh Mace pulling. I could see Mace pulling it off. Mansoor though, it's going to be weird. I mean, Man- Monsoor is prettier than than Mace is. True, but I mean, especially if they're going to have Mace show up in that mask. Well, yeah, 
Yeah, I don't think his predator mask, you know, with the I don't know. I can't believe they're still holding on to that retribution crap. This this could please get put T ball put T bar in the damn group. Give me Dominic Dijakovic. Oh man, please. Him and and Mace were a good tag team. They were. I don't know why they split them. They could have just done. I I don't know. Deal Deal Madden and Don Don Donovan Dijakovic. I was trying to think of his name. I couldn't think of it. Dio. Yeah uh yeah i mean clearly pretty deadly is made for that group and you could i mean they've been in nxt uk long enough they they don't need to stay in nxt at this point you could call them up tomorrow and they'll be just fine again we're going back to that crutch and i'm telling you we're going to keep going back to that crutch here uh as we dive into the five count now oh hey it's time to answer the five count on the believe podcast network I thought one of the better segments last night, um, which has not always been the case with with constant <clears throat> traction. Uh, I did think the the women's uh, promo exchange was one of the better segments of the night, and and honestly, I thought Caden and Katana uh, really showed out on the microphone and in the ring uh, last night as they just continue to get better and better and better. It seems like they've been in NXT forever, but it was Roxanne Perez who kind of made the headlines here last night talking about. Yeah, she might cash in on Mandy Rose, her her contract after winning the breakout tournament, but she was talking with Cora Jade and say she might use her opportunity and make it their opportunity and cash in on Toxic Attraction for a NXT Women's Tag Team title match. Interestingly enough, after all that was exchanged, a match was made for next week, a number one contenders match between Caden and Katana and Cora. <laughs> Which makes the whole contract thing irrelevant. Yes, but (laughs) should Katana and and Caden win that match, there would still be the option for Roxanne to to get them that title match uh, by using her contract. So they kind of have like an ace in a hole. They got a safety net there. So I'll ask, number one here, the five count. Should Roxanne Perez be cashing in her contract for the NXT championship or the NXT tag team titles alongside Cora Jade? I never get I never get why you cash in that contract for anything other than the top prize in the game. You never know when you're going to get that chance. So, uh, you know, if you're thinking kayfabe, that's ridiculous to never, especially the tag titles. Uh, you know, kind of made sense. Hey, for NXT K- they actually mean something. True, and, and so does the North American. At least the, a little bit. A the, little North, bit. Uh, the North American title means more than the NXT championship right now. So maybe Carmelo Hayes knew what he was doing when he did it last year. Uh, because that that whole division and picture right now is so much better than the the main one. Even though now we're getting kind of a heelish Cameron Grimes, I hear there's a possibility that they might have been turning him heel to get him ready for a call up to the SmackDown. The in him has been waning. It has definitely been waning. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute, hold on. A heel turn for Cameron Grimes? They don't need heels on SmackDown unless you're gonna finally flip Sami Zayn babyface. They don't need heels on SmackDown. Just wait till he wins that Money in the Bank briefcase, man, dude. Uh, so Probably yeah, absolutely, absolutely no reason to not go for the top title here. Let me play devil's advocate. All right, let me play devil's advocate here. Roxanne and Cora are very, very talented. They're also mm-hmm. very, very young. And what are young people, Jeremy? And this is not, a, this is not an, in, an insult. They're stupid as hell. Young, dumb, and broke. Just ask, yes. uh, just ask, uh, oh man, dude in GCW. I can't, he uses that song. I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head. We're, we're both Jordan having Oliver. Jordan Oliver. Jordan yes, Oliver. We are young. just 
firing on all cylinders when it comes to uh, references here today on Believe in Pro Wrestling. But that's exactly what young people are. They're dumb. You know what they're, they're going to do? They, they got their whole lives ahead of them. And that's what Roxanne Perez, she's like, I know I'm going to get my opportunity down the line. Are you? Are you really? Dan Marino said the same thing when he went to the Super Bowl in his second season, and then <laughs> he never got back. Yes, the smart move is to take the title shot when you get it because God knows when you're ever going to get another one. And again, we're speaking strictly kayfabe because, of course, Roxanne Perez I, is going to get a title shot down the run. I, I think J.D. McDonough was on the call for that Super Bowl, too. <laughs> this, to me, actually has layers to it because, yeah, there are going to be people out there who are going, that was so dumb. Why would Roxanne even oh, yeah. think about that? Here's because the dumb Roxanne part. Roxanne is 20 years old, 2019 yeah. years old. She's it, young and dumb, and she's got delusions of grandeur, and she's going, you know what? I could elevate myself, but I could elevate my friend as well, which is a real-life thing. I can't tell you how many times I have put more effort into trying to elevate myself and somebody else or myself and a few other people along my road in my career and got burned for it when I should have been focusing on my damn self. And then speaking of dumb, she'll do it. And, and she'll like, she'll like cash it in at the great American bash and make it a triple threat instead of a one-on-one -on -one tag match. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. That will probably be the women's tag team title match. And then the championship match will probably be Nikita Lyons. I would assume at that point, maybe Indy Hartwell, but probably Nikita Lyons versus Mandy Rose because Nikita is going to be back uh, next week. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be Nikita. So I mean, who else at this point? Indy would be the only one. Indy's the only one that's actually been feuding with them too. So, uh, you know, we got. I think we got three weeks until it happens. So I guess let's see what happens next week. I was but... gonna say, what is what is today? The twenty second. Yeah, and and she was twenty second. And so. Nikita said something about jumping right into the fire. So maybe that is foreshadowing her stepping up. To I Andy. I I think Nikita was supposed to win the breakout tournament. And she was going to challenge Mandy Rose. And that's why. So Roxanne they're just going to fix it. <laughs> so that's they're going to do what they wanted to do anyway. All right. Yeah. We'll give it to Roxanne. She'll challenge for the tag team titles because she's young and stupid. And then we'll put Nikita, who's also young, but I guess not as stupid against Mandy Rose. And she'll take advantage. And then Toxic Attraction will lose all the gold. And then hopefully they move them up to the main roster. And by the way, hopefully they move Caden and Katana up to the main roster as well. Can we please, for the love of God, fire up this women's division up on the main roster? You're starting to see some some motion for at least one new team. It definitely seems like they got something cooking with Alexa and Liv. Another mm -hmm. tag team for Liv, but hey, that's that's something for them if either one of them doesn't end up winning money in the bank. It's been a month now, man, since they said, hey, we're going to hold a tournament to crown new women's tag team champions. We haven't heard a peep about it. Apparently, they don't know what the hell to do. I think I'd send them back. To do. Yeah. Move Caden and Katana up. There's a tag team. Move Toxic Attraction up. There's a tag team. Put Alexa and Liv together. There's a tag team. It's not that hard. No, no. I, and I think they're leaning towards Liv and uh, Alexa. Uh, I don't think either one's going to win money in the bank. I think it's going to be Charlotte uh, with their uh, constant push to get her to 16. Plus, it's an achievement she's never had uh, with money in the bank. So I think Charlotte's going to be the winner of that. Um, so, yeah, I, it makes complete sense. It looks like they've been sowing all the seeds, especially, you know, they worked together again last night for a little bit. Yep. Uh, so I think it's happening.
I hope. I hope. Well, and hey, you had to you had to pull the reins back on that tournament and build some things. You could have just thrown a tournament right there with two teams. So yeah, I think WWE for once did the right thing by pulling back the reins on that tag Don't team. Don't give tournament. them credit for that because the only reason they even did that wasn't to actually build anything. It's just they realized they didn't have what they needed at the time. Well, they yeah. haven't started to really build anything. They just kind of teased that. Alexa and Liv are friends, so I'm not going to give them too much credit uh, on that one because if it wasn't for WWE Creative, we wouldn't be in this situation that we're in right now in the damn plus, first place. Uh, and Sasha Banks would still be on television. Plus, Selena's coming back soon. Pair back up with Carmella after she loses uh, uh, next Saturday. Well, it's interesting that you bring her up because you also brought up Cameron Grimes. So we have two championship matches coming up within the next couple of weeks. I would say the champions in both of these matches are overwhelming favorites. So I'm choosing violence today, Jeremy Bennett. Better chance of happening. Cameron Grimes winning the NXT championship or Carmella winning the Raw women's title. Cameron Grimes easily because at any second, Braun Breaker can get called up to the main roster as soon as Vince wants him up there. So it's easy that uh, Cameron Grimes ain't no way Carmella is winning that. They pulled back the reins on Rhea because they realized they pushed her way too fast with Judgment Day. So they pulled the reins back, said she's hurt. I don't think she's hurt because we would have heard something by now. So they pulled back the reins on that. And then uh, then the internet melted down when they found out that Judgment Day was relegated to main event this week. Uh, and Edge is still in the entrance theme, by the way, uh, as I was at the arena and watched main event last night. Uh, so, yeah, I think they realized, uh, oh, crap, this... We, we should have waited until uh, Clash at the Castle to pull this trigger on Rhea because, uh, you know, we all know it's going to be Bianca and Becky at, at SummerSlam. Uh, Becky's probably going to also kind of try to weasel her way into the money in the bank. But uh, she'll, she'll f- get in. As she said on Raw, she's on the freaking poster. She's yeah. going to be in the damn pay-per-view. Whether yeah. she wins the last chance match next week, or whether uh, my theory is, is she's going to go into the pay-per-view, not on the card, and somebody's getting Kofi'd. Somebody is getting taken out backstage, and Becky yeah. is going to take that woman's place. Let's be honest, it's probably going to be Shotzi or Aaliyah, whichever one actually qualifies for the Money in the Bank ladder match, because I do think that Charlotte is going to get one of the remaining spots, and then, you know, it comes yeah. down to who else are they going to fill. The, and then, yeah, Charlotte. So Charlotte would get one spot. Yep, and then Shotzi and Aaliyah would get the other spot. So you only have two two spots left. So somebody's getting Kofi'd, and and Becky will end up in that match. That's my yeah. theory, anyway. Yeah, but I mean, it it, it within a second's notice, Braun has uh, got to have his bags packed and ready to go. So the answer is Cameron Grimes for all of the reasons that you said. Uh, I would love to say that Carmella has a chance, but it just doesn't make any sense. Um, I love Carmella. I think she is. I said this on yesterday's live stream uh, with SP3. Make sure to go back and watch it because we did play a full round of contender or pretender uh, with the money in the bank participants that are that have already qualified. Uh, so that was a, a fun little game we had yesterday. But I think Carmella is one of the most underutilized women and underappreciated women on the entire roster. She's great on the mic. She's great in the ring. She has a lot of of talent that she doesn't really get to showcase. And more than that, I think she kind of gets a a, a bad rap as just like a person. I've talked to her on multiple occasions. She could not be more lovely, more relatable. I, I love Carmella a lot. I'm glad she's getting this opportunity. 
but I do believe this was either her first or second win since January, and she kind of lucked into it. She's not exactly been building up any equity as a credible competitor. She got this match to lose. <laughs> I told the she guys. got this match to lose. It'll I, be a good match, a great spotlight for her, but she's going to lose. Yeah, I told the guys sitting next to me last night, I go, I got to go watch. Carmella's going to get in there and sneak one in, and sure enough, that happened. <laughs> I mean, it's she was the only one that really made sense out of the five that were in that match because you had, obviously, the other four seem to be tailor-made uh, for, for Money in the Bank, and they all have their other things going on right now, so uh, Carmella yeah. makes the most sense. Yep. Things that don't make sense brought up Sasha Banks earlier. Uh, Booker T did that thing this week where he decided to talk uh, on his podcast. And man, if there is like anybody like just like right below uh, Jim Cornette level, like melting down the Internet, uh, it would be one Booker T. Said a couple he, of this thing. Said a couple things this week that set the Internet. Does, he, does he just say stupid things on purpose to get headlines like Eric Bischoff? Um. No comment, but <laughs> no comment. But uh, Booker T did say shortly after he said that Sasha Banks might not be the best fit for AEW. I said that backwards. AEW might not be the best fit for one Sasha Banks if she is actually released from her contract. That is still kind of the, the big mystery clouding this is. The belief right now is that her attorneys are working on her release from WWE, not 100% official. Nothing has been a 100% confirmed, at least not by the people that you would expect it to be confirmed by. Hasn't been confirmed by Sean Rossap, hasn't been confirmed by Dave Meltzer. Uh, Raj Geary from Wrestling Inc. was the first one to report it. WrestleVotes then uh, confirmed that report on Twitter. Uh, <clears throat> basically, it's either happened or it's in the process of happening. We know one thing's for sure, for sure. Sasha Banks is not coming back to WWE anytime soon. So Booker T asked about it uh, on a podcast this week. Said that he does not believe that AEW would be the best fit for Sasha Banks. He believes Tony Khan would pick up that phone and call her immediately once she was available, which of course he fucking will. Uh, because Sasha Banks would be, and I've said this before, and I wholeheartedly agree with it, outside of CM Punk, Sasha Banks would be the biggest free agent signing that he has ever had in that entire company. I will stand by that. I will die on that hill. But Booker T says, all right, so she'll fight Britt Baker. And then what? Then what does she do? Uh, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, Riho, Chris Statlander, Jimmy Hayter. So it's safe to say that uh, you disagree with Booker T's comments that Man. AEW might not be the best fit for Sasha Banks. Booker's an idiot. <laughs> this is dumb i mean if she wants to be hollywood it's perfect she only has to work one two nights a week uh you know the only other other better schedules impact wrestling where you only have to work one or two nights a month uh well minus pay may, minus maybe some live shows or whatnot but uh uh the pay-per-views and the saturday kind of impact plus shows i don't know if those are live or taped sometimes they're both one of the uh, mix of each but yeah uh Nah, it's he was she would fit just fine in AEW and still be able to do Hollywood things that she wants to do. I, I'm not gonna sit here and call Booker an, an idiot necessarily because well, a lot wait till of the, the next uh, wait till the next thing you got. A lot of the things him. that Booker says he says 
because he still collects paychecks from WWE. Like it is, he is very slanted toward WWE because he works for the company. And I can, I can respect a man who respects who pays his checks, right? Like I, I, I understand that and I get that. So everything that Booker says, I take with a grain of salt. I just want to know what this man has against Athena. Dude trained Athena or at least worked with her. Like she came out of, she developed the O face by hitting it on Booker T. He told her, yeah, you can do that move, but only if you do it off the top rope, because Athena, if you didn't know this, is actually afraid of heights. That was a wonderful story she told me in an interview that we did uh, for another company a a, a while back. Uh, She is incredibly talented, but I mean, man, he was like the first to jump on her after she did her interview with Chris Van Vliet. And now he's saying no disrespect to any of the women in the locker room, but who the hell is Dr. Britt or is Sasha Banks going to fight after Dr. Britt Baker? And I'm sitting here and I'm going, dude, you got Tony Storm there now. You got obviously Athena there now. Way to overlook one of your own students. But yeah, you ran down him as well. There's a ton of talented women that are already there. Case in point, the AEW Women's Champion Thunder Rosa. That would be the first match that I would book. Heel Sasha Banks in AEW going up against Thunder Rosa. That is what Tony Khan needs. He needs another prominent, dominant heel so you can turn Britt Baker babyface because you need another prominent babyface, and the crowd already loves Britt Baker. That'd be a fun feud, too, her and Britt. Yes, it would. You could turn Britt babyface. Sasha could come in heel, so now Sasha can work against Thunder Rosa. She can work against Britt Baker. She can work against Chris Statlander. She Plus, you, you Athena. You could easily turn Britt face by having Hater turn on her eventually. Instead of having Britt turn on Hater, you have Hater turn on Britt. Yes. So many things make sense in this situation, and Sasha, I believe, has always made a better heel than she's made a better oh, babyface. Yeah. Even though the fans love her to death, and fans will be excited that she's there. But also, as you said. Who says Sasha Banks has to come in and and work like the the workhorse schedule? She might want to, but she might have a ton of other projects that AEW would love to promote, by the way. Yeah. Never forget, and I will bring this up until the day I die, WWE had a superstar in a Star Wars show and failed to properly promote the fact that she was in a Star Wars show. I am sure there is plenty of Hollywood projects that Tony Khan would love to promote on his airways. All right? he'd love to get that free publicity oh yeah sasha banks doesn't have to come in and sign a full-time schedule and work aew dark Ele- you think sasha banks is coming in there and working dark at dark elevation hell to the nah sasha banks is coming in there she's gonna be on dynamite and rampage almost every damn week if she wants to be and if not they're gonna save her for some key appearances and she's gonna fight some big damn matches and she's going to fit in like a glove because she's Sasha Banks and she's one of the best damn professional wrestlers on the planet. She can make anybody look good. Yeah, it'd be, fun to watch, good. it'd be fun to watch. Uh, it'd be fun to watch her and Jade Cargill at a, a promo battle. Yes. too. Yes. Yes. It'd be, it'd be great to watch Sasha and Stokely Hathaway square <laughs> off in a promo <laughs> battle. Hell yeah. Come on. There's a lot of fun that Sasha Banks could have inside of AEW. There's like, I'm I'm and I'm listening to him and his co- Booker T and his co-host talking about the AEW women's division and talking about how there's nobody there. Can we stop with that tired argument? Let's just stop with that tired argument. There's a lot of talent there. Can AEW do a better job of booking them? Yes, absolutely. Guess what? Sasha Banks would help that. Yeah. Sasha Banks' star power forces Tony Khan's hand. 
Look, more women's matches on Dynamite, more women's matches on Rampage. All of a sudden, if you start building up massive star power, you got to start booking them against somebody, and that's only going to help the people on the on the lower card as well. Another thing that needs to stop is Booker T. Once again, making some headlines this week. You could have just stopped it. Another thing that needs to stop Booker T. You could just <laughs> stopped right there with that sentence. Can we please, for the love of God, I don't have much to say on this. Nope, I don't either. This is it's ridiculous. A, but can we please just stop being so damn judgmental about wrestlers' physical appearances? I have had to listen to mouth breathers and people who look like me behind a keyboard saying, Adam Cole needs to put on weight. He looks like a bagger at a grocery store. <laughs> Adam Cole is one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet. His work is comparable to anybody on the entire industry. In the entire industry of professional wrestling. Guess what? Adam Cole is better and more over than any other muscle-bound dickhead you're going to put inside of a wrestling ring. I don't give a flying fuck what he looks like. I don't care what Big Jonah looks like. I don't care what Dewdrop looks like. If they can go, they can go. And if that's the case and the crowd's behind them, shut the fuck up. That's where I'm at with this entire situation. I don't want to hear anybody ever say that Adam Cole needs to get in a gym again. I don't need to hear it. Guess what? Adam Cole's winning at life. And you're not. If you're sitting yeah. behind a keyboard or sitting behind a microphone saying, he needs to lift some weights. Fuck you. Once again, Booker T's an idiot. Uh, when he it's got... not just Booker T. Booker oh. T can say that on his podcast. That's fine. But then you had the entire, you know, drove of underscore number Twitter accounts that are just going out there and body shaming Adam Cole and putting him out on, on social media and saying, this is not my professional wrestler. Yuck. <laughs> Just yeah, it, log off. You know, and right. you brought him. You brought him F up to. You, you brought him up to the main roster for that short stint uh, a while back, and yeah, you know, he'd get he would uh, he would get bigger re he would get bigger reactions than ninety percent of the wrestlers on the main roster today. There have been so many wrestlers that have been held back in the past that were far more talented than the main level guys because they didn't look like the. What is the name? Does anybody say that about Brian Danielson? Nope. Not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, people people as talented as Rey Mysterio should not have to go through everything Rey Mysterio had to go through to break through, right, and, and win a world championship. Like, Vince McMahon did not want to put the world heavyweight championship on Rey Mysterio. He's basically forced to put that title on Rey Mysterio, and then when he did, he squashed him as the world heavyweight champion. All right? Ridiculous. Let's just stop. If they can work, they can work. Who cares what they look like? Last but not least, Chris Jericho made some headlines this week talking to our friends over at Talk Sport overseas in the UK. Obviously, he was asked about the MJF situation. Remember when MJF was like the biggest headline grabber in wrestling? Boy, that was a, a long ass 10 days ago. Vince said, hold my beer. Everybody said, hold my beer. Jeff Hardy said, hold my beer. Vince said, <laughs> hold my beer. Sasha Banks said, hold my beer. Holy shit. Um, but anyway, Jericho was asked about that. Jericho has had a uh, storied rivalry with MJF and AEW and, uh, Chris Jericho was a uh, pretty candid or was he 
saying that uh, the 26-year-old is not as good as he thinks he is, and maybe he should uh, keep away from that grass that may not be greener on the other side, that WWE would would uh, kind of uh, hinder his character a little bit or, or dumb it down, dull it down there uh, a little bit, and that he might be better off staying in AEW. Obviously, some headline grabbers there. Jericho being, like I said, possibly candid. Uh, he he did say that he tries to stay out of contract situations and things that don't really have in, involve him because Roxanne Perez, he's old and wise and he's all about screw everybody else and it's all about Chris Jericho. All right, just take that into account when you're trying to win tag team gold with Cora instead of beating Mandy Rose, which you could do. I'll ask you, Jeremy, to close out the show here. Is Jericho working or is he shooting with these comments? He's working because he knows where the money is in AEW in it now, and it's on MJF. And this whole thing about MJF against the establishment is probably going to end up in MJF turning babyface. So Jericho is just leveraging a situation for the future where the Jericho Appreciation Society could go after him in a high-profile feud. I think there is a little bit of both here. Um, I'm going to say it, it's it's more of a work than a shoot, but there are some, some real, there's some realness there because Jericho went on to talk about, Hey, sometimes you, you gotta go learn for yourself, right? You got to yeah. take the chance. You got to go move on to another company saying that he's done it a million times before in his career, obviously jumping from WCW uh, to, to WWE and then jumping from WWE to AEW. Uh, so, you know, you got to go see for yourself. You gotta, you gotta make those, life decisions and and learn from them good or bad in one way shape or form and i think there is some truth that mjf's character would be dulled down a little bit or would it really because the cody Rhodes that we got in wwe was uh, pretty much mm. a, a better version of what the cody Rhodes we got in in aew so it may depend on how much wwe is into mjf how three much? quarters of what he says on aew would not be able to fly on usa so uh, okay <laughs> so you'd have to censor him a little bit but and, I mean, and and don't forget smackdown's on network tv that's even more I, censored I, I, I get what you're saying i get yeah. what you're saying so yes it would be dulled down a little bit but mjf is is really good on the mic i'm sure he'd find a way to get around it without saying the swear words okay um but I do think there there was some some validity in what Chris is saying. But I do think a lot of this is a work because, of course, he wants to see MJF stay in uh, in AEW. I don't think there's anybody who doesn't. Well, maybe those who don't like him personally and want his spot. But I mean, I think yeah. AEW's better off with MJF uh, there. But you know, Jericho at the end of the day said, "Hey, look, people come, people go, people come back. Part of the business." said i don't even think anybody remembers cody Rhodes being in aew i think that was definitely a work line there a little bit but i think there was some truth behind what jericho was saying as well uh yeah and plus you know i've been saying it all along i think mjf resigns with aew in 2024 but then three four five years later he'll go to wwe and and i've said this all along he definitely needs to have a wwe run in his career i um I would not be surprised if the next time that Jericho and MJF square off in a wrestling ring, it's at WrestleMania. <laughs> Cause I still think, I still think Jericho is coming back for, for to retire in WWE. Uh, yeah. I, well, that wouldn't shock me. You know, I, I, I think he's going to come back eventually. I think uh, Daniel Bryan will come back. 
uh, for one final run. And I could be completely wrong. But when these guys are ready to hang it up, I think they I think they'll want to kind of come back home and kind of have like their one big blow off match at WrestleMania and call it a day. But maybe not for Brian Danielson, because, you know, he was in the main event of WrestleMania and said he didn't feel anything. So it could be different for for different people. But I do think there are some guys like Christian. I think Christian might come back to WWE, maybe wrestle one more match with Edge and then call it a day. Uh, But there's a lot of years left on these contracts and a lot of things can change. And this is just my perspective because I don't know shit because I don't talk to these people uh, on, on the down low. Like, right. I, I do interviews and, and that's it. So this is just my speculation. This is just my view of things as an outsider. And I do think MJF is going to end up in WWE uh, ultimately. And I do think it's going to happen in, in 2024 because I think WWE, as long as Vince McMahon is still in charge, which hmm. not, is not as certain these days, but still fairly certain that's going to happen. I think Vince McMahon's going to make him an offer that Tony Khan uh, is not going to pony up to, and it's going to come down to money for MJF. And you know what? For any young athlete, even if he fizzles out in WWE and they completely ruin him, take the bag, man. That's my advice I can give to any young person in any situation out there. Take the effing bag, man. I At 34 years old, I'm still waiting for somebody to offer me that damn bag. And as soon as that offer comes, bet your ass. I'm gone. Well, I'm I'm older than Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez combined, so Youch. I'm still waiting. <laughs> Youch. So moral of the story, grab the bag if you can get it, because it doesn't necessarily ever is it going to come. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Available wherever podcasts are, whether it's iHeart, Apple, Spotify, we're everywhere, baby. Make sure to subscribe wherever you are, especially here on the uh, believe in pro wrestling youtube channel hammer that subscribe button by the way check out my pin tweet at rick uccino you can win two tickets to SummerSlam. you get to nashville we'll get you into nissan stadium you can watch roman and brock 12 15 <laughs> what what number are we on i don't uh, know you can watch can, john can, cena in theory they could have three matches between now and then too for all we know holy crap you ain't kidding Could've but been- uh, uh, yeah vince had to break that glass though when uh orton got hurt so no, he didn't. And uh, SP3 well, and I did an entire to, show but... on that earlier this week as well. Check out our Monday show. Check out our our Tuesday show. I thought those were some of our best ones with some really fun uh, and and very serious conversations uh, as well. Uh, the last couple of days, again, check out my pin tweet. If you're subscribed and you retweet my pin tweet, you're registered to win two tickets to SummerSlam. We will make that selection. Uh, money in the bank weekend, which is quickly quickly approaching. Jeremy, thank you very much. Yeah. Anytime. Thank, you Anytime. thank you to everybody who has tuned in today. SB3 and myself will be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Same bat time, same bat channel, Apollo Cruz. <laughs> Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.